0: Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley with my daughter and co-host.
1: Dr. Heidi Horsley.
0: Well, Heidi, people wanna know about grief and loss and how to deal with it. And we've got a guest on today, it's gonna to be great. We're gonna talk about grief and a spiritual quest.
1: Yeah, mom, we're gonna talk with Brian Smith today, like you said, about grief and a spiritual quest. And he is very involved in the grief and loss world. And he is a business consultant and a certified life coach. His 15-year-old daughter, Sheena, died. She transitioned suddenly of a heart condition, and she, for those of you that you can see, is over his shoulder, and I love that picture. She's his guiding light, and still very present in his life in many ways. Um, Brian is an online group leader and a board member of the organization Helping Parents Heal, which is a fabulous organization. And he is the author of Grief to Growth, and he hosts his own podcast called Grief to Growth.
0: So welcome to our show, Brian.
2: Thanks for having me appreciate it.
0: It's great to be on today. Uh, Give us what is your take on grief and loss? I know you've had a spiritual journey, I believe before Mm -hmm. um, your daughter or transitioned, you had a spiritual quest before that. And then when she did, I guess that really blossomed. Would that be right?
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I had a a fear of death. Um, Actually, ironically, a fear of sudden death from the time I was about Shana's age until I was in my early 40s. So I felt I spent a lot of time studying death, the afterlife, stuff like that, what happens to us when we die. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shana transitioned uh, suddenly in 2015, she was 15 and a half years old. So the thing is I'd already been on this journey, but it just accelerated everything. Um, I felt like, and the, the blessing is I never felt like she was gone and you notice I don't really use the word died very often because while our bodies die, I don't believe that we do. I think we, we transitioned, we, we, we go on. But um, when that happened, it really accelerated what 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 do I know? What what can I really know? So I started doing a lot more studying. And then I fortunately ran across the organizations you mentioned called helping parents heal. And that just helped me a lot. So I worked with them um, for over about a year or so. And then we became like my wife and I started an affiliate group in here in Cincinnati where we live, then we started the online group and uh, kind of things grew from there.
0: Wow. Now tell me, what is your take on grief?
2: My take on grief is that um, grief is it's a very complicated container for emotions. So it's not an emotion in and of itself. And lots of things can happen to us in grief it's in terms of anger, frustration, guilt, um, you know, indifference, et cetera, et cetera. So people are really often surprised by the different emotions that come up with grief. And grief is a something that is is—it's a journey that we go on. It's something that we don't just necessarily get over. It can't easily be fixed. But it can be understood and can eventually become a growth event. The thing that causes us to grieve can actually cause us to, to grow and to blossom if we decide to approach it properly. So the reason for the name of my book and my podcast, Grief to Growth, is that if we approach this properly or we approach this in a constructive manner, it can actually help us to become better people.
0: All right, well, what's that approach?
2: Well, the first thing, I guess the most important thing about this, and I love the name of your podcast, open hope is hope. Every you have to have hope, man can overcome anything as long as we have hope as long as we have a reason why it happened. And as long as we have hope that things will get better. Mm -hmm. So the thing that in grief that you want to avoid is that idea that this person is gone, and I'm never going to see them again. There is no hope, especially if it's a, a parent that's, that's had a child transition, because there's nothing worse than that. So it's really what I my approach is to help people understand, death is not the end. It's not the end of the relationship. It's not goodbye. We're going to see that person again, we can continue to have a relationship with them even now. And, you know, I, a lot of times people will say, I'm never going to be the person I was before. And I say, you probably won't. And hopefully you won't hopefully you'll be a better person. Mm-hmm. So you'll come out of this on the other side as a different better person than you were before this person, you know, left in your life. So it's it's really having that hope and then finding techniques that work for you to get through the process.
0: Let's stop for a minute and talk about some of those techniques. But first, I want to make a com- one comment. You were saying the worst thing that can happen uh, is to have a child die. However, my spouse just died. And I know, for many, many people, the worst thing that can happen is to have your spouse die, because mm. they've never had a child die, you know, and, and what I've found it, it is such a different experience, I will have to say, Brian, I just called to Heidi, I call it learners, beginners mind. Mm. Because you've got something now that you know, is incredible and has never happened to you before. So uh, you know, I, Heidi sometimes says, what what's the worst thing that can happen to you about kicking you on the ground, Heidi, what's that?
1: Yeah, I, I heard my friend say it once, the worst thing that can happen is the loss that we're dealing with right now that has kicked us to the ground. We don't know how we're going to survive or even if we want to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, for some of people that's you know whatever whatever we're dealing with right now, and what I want to know with Brian is because I love a lot of your ideas and my mom and I are really on the same page. How long did it take you though, to get to the place where you were like, okay, I need to find hope. And my daughter is with me. I mean, at first, were you in that space or did, was it a, was it a journey to get there?
2: As I said, for me, the the blessing was that I never really worried about where Shana was. Now, I did okay. not know anything about having an ongoing relationship with her. I did not understand that at that point. I just thought that she had gone ahead of me to where we all go eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, honestly, I didn't want to live after Shana passed. I, yeah. I did not want to be here. She was 15. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was my responsibility. I was mm-hmm. still her daddy. She yeah. still lived with me. Right. She was going into her sophomore year of high school. So mm-hmm. I wanted to be where she was. So yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't like I was able to bypass that grief entirely. Mm-hmm. Not. Not at all. I don't want to give anyone that that impression. But I knew that I had to figure out a way I have another daughter, I have my wife that I needed to be Mm -hmm. able to be here for. And I needed to be able to live my life, you know, in a productive way. So um, I had a medium tell me uh, a few months after Shana passed that Shana said, this is the way it has to be. Mm -hmm. And that this was this was planned. And so if this was planned, then what am I going to do with it? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what really got me figuring out, okay, what works for me. And as I said, it's different for everybody. This is what I choose to believe I choose to believe that the things that happen in our life happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and so you can choose not to believe that and you can choose to be a victim and say this is bad luck or God doesn't love me or it was karma or you know, I did something to deserve this. That's a choice also. But if you choose that this happened for a reason, then you've got to find out, okay, what am I going to do with it? And what is the reason why it happened?
1: Well, and like you said, Brian, you had you you have two daughters, and you have one that's physically here, and a wife. And you know, I know when my brother died, I'm I'm thinking of your daughter now. My biggest fear was that my parents weren't going to take care of themselves, and that something was going to happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, because I'd lost a sibling, I didn't want to lose anybody else. I mean, so it's such a service to me that my parents cared enough to say, "Okay, we're in hell, but we've got to figure out how to get out of this place." because we still have children that depend on us and need us.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point. And I have to say, you know, I said a lot of things early after my daughter passed in front of my other daughter that I probably shouldn't have said, like, I don't want to be here, you know, I don't want to live, you know, for a long time. And when you have other kids, you've got to really watch that around them, Mm -hmm. you know, to make them feel like they're they're still important to you um, also. But it's also a very normal thing when parents yeah. have a child transition. And I want to correct something I said earlier, because we shouldn't compare grief. So I didn't mean to say this is the worst thing that could happen to someone. Maybe I should says the worst thing that can happen to a parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's our worst It's a parent's worst worst nightmare. And the reason why I say it's the worst thing is because it's out of order. Right. When We expect our grandparents to die. I just lost an uncle last week, but he was 77 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't grieve him the same way I grieve my 15 year old daughter because she was supposed to live you know longer than I do.
0: Right, of course, of course. totally.
1: Thank There's another know.
0: thing I, I want to point out, um, to our audience right now, is that you and your wife started these things together? There is a myth out there that everybody's going to get divorced and it mm. really scares a lot of bereaved parents.
2: Yeah. You know, I had a, a friend a well-meaning friend, not too long after my daughter passed, she said, you know, this is really terrible. And you know, the like 85% of people that have a child transition get divorced. That is a myth. It's not true. So I want to I want to put that out for people that was that was something that was a misunderstanding it came about like in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate enough that my wife and I even though she was not on the same spiritual journey I was before Shana passed, she quickly got on the same. we were quickly got on the same journey and helping parents heal helped with that a lot by helping bring us together and, and help. we started studying the same things and listening to the same podcast and reading the same books. And that's very, very helpful if you can do that.
0: Now tell us, uh, what are some of the techniques? If I've recently lost a loved one, what are some of the techniques that you maybe have used in the past or are using now still or give us a a little take on that?
2: Yeah, for me, I tell people it's it's really a practice. Um, So for me, what what works is I listen to podcasts, which is one of the reasons I started my podcast, i listened, I was listening to Sandra Champlain and Roberta Grimes right after Shana passed. Uh, seek reality and we don't die radio. That's uh, very helpful because early in the grief process, most people can't read you just can't focus your mind's so foggy. So podcasts are helpful. I listen to books I read books that are uh, life affirming that talk about the afterlife near I study near death experiences, been studying those for a long time. You know, so those things that put you in the proper mindset, mindfulness practice, a lot of people don't like the word meditation. But find some sort of practice that you can do on a daily basis to get your mind right, to reset your mind, uh, relaxation techniques. Um, so a meditation, a, a gratitude practice. And this is one that was freaked me out when people talked about it. I'm like, what do I have to be grateful for? My daughter just passed away. But just little things. I, I have a practice before I get out of bed every morning, I, I think of three things that I'm grateful for. And it could be something as simple as I have heat in my house or I'm able to breathe, or I'm going to I'm going to be able to go for a walk. Um, exercise is really important. You've got to take care of your body. So for me, it, it, it's a seven mile walk, I take a seven mile walk every morning.
0: Wow, that's a big one. Um, yeah, no, that's
2: great. yeah, and it could be it could be a 15 minute walk. But just being outside in nature is helpful. And for me, that that's also I, I combine that with meditation time, because I walk in silence sometimes. And I combine that with listening to podcasts or listening to helpful books. So if I want to get my walk in, I do it first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I listen to my podcast or listen, to a book or whatever, to set my mind right for the day. And mm-hmm. I do that on a, on a daily basis. So those are some of the things that work. And it's interesting, I interviewed a young lady who um, everybody told her all these things she should do, and nothing was working for her, and she decided um, she was going to try weightlifting. So mm-hmm. she started lifting weights, and that helped her get through her grief There's something about the, the counting of the sets and the, the control of her body. And that's what worked for her. So everybody's you have to try different things and figure out what what it is that works for you. But those are some general things that people can try.
0: You know, I, I love one of the things you just said, which is walking silently. I mean, that's so simple. I mean, that can be your meditation, walking
1: mm-hmm. a, a walking meditation, just it's really
0: your feet touching the ground and,
2: yeah.
0: and step it, by step.
2: It's really a practice. And it's it's and something anybody can do. So what when I say that I mean, as you just said, think about your feet touching the ground, listen to the birds around you, whatever. And then the other thing is, I'm a really, I'm a busy person, I'm kind of a got a monkey mind to begin with. So when I'm walking, a lot of times I'll be thinking about the past, or I'll be thinking about what do I have to do when I get home. So one of my practices is just to stay in that moment and say, I'm just going to be right here right now. So that's a practice that everybody can do if you can't sit for you know, for 20 minutes or 30 minutes.
1: that That's a good one. Because if we get ahead of ourselves in our minds, we start to get stressed out. Yes. yes. So I like that to pull yourself back into the present when you're going there. And you know, grief and trauma, as you know, Brian, it gets trapped in our bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that our my brother died, I kept revisiting that that traumatic way. And I, I found like you said that moving walking was so important just to move all of that out of our systems.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I actually just did an exercise there. Our GT repair retachment grief therapy, which is a mm-hmm. bilateral and the woman I did it with uses bilateral stuff mm-hmm. while you're going through it. Yeah. So it's really good to get rid of that trauma. But when it was funny, because when we we're doing this, she goes, you know, walking is bilateral,
0: because it's oh, left,
2: right, left, right. right. So that actually just walking itself can be very helpful.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's a That's a very good point. Uh, so, it's been six years uh, since your daughter died, right? Is that It'll right? be
2: six years in June.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to put that out there for people because it is a, a journey.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It is. As I said, you know, everybody's journey is different, everybody takes a different amount of time. I, I just talked to a woman, it was 18 years after her son passed before she really started processing her grief. So, some people, you know, it, it could be as long as that. Um, for me, I was like, I just got to jump into this, because I think the thing about grief is, we have to face it, and we have to process it. And we can try to push it off. But if we try to push it off, it's just gonna it's going to come up at some point. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I don't I, I tell people don't try to compare yourself to anyone else. You know, um, we are going to take our journey at our at our own pace. But for me, I'd say, I had a, I had a head start. And I've had just incredible help along the way The the synchronicities, the people that I've met, the things that, that have come to me because I think I've been open to that, This just really kind of accelerated that.
0: Yeah, I love it. There is an
2: online group on Facebook. And if you go okay. to Facebook and just search for Helping Parents Heal, and they have yes. meetings uh usually one or two a week. That's um, so it's a great resource for parents. It's all free. Um, have nationally uh people that have written books and and healers, mediums, etc., that will come and volunteer their time for the organization. So for any parent out there, um, look up helpingparentsheal.org is the website or go to go to Facebook and look up helping parents heal and, and join the group.
0: Where can people find you and your podcast and
2: your- Okay, my podcast is grief to growth. It's grief, the number two growth. That's also the title of my book and my website is also grief, the number two growth.com and on my website, you can see about my services, you can you can find out more about my book. And of course, the podcast is available wherever you wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Mm, great. Well, thank, thank you, you so much for being on the show today, for all the work you're doing to help uh, parents and and for telling your story. It's awesome.
2: Well, thanks for having me and I appreciate everything you guys are doing.
0: Thank you,
1: Brian. You are definitely ex- an example of grief to growth. I love it. That is the name because you are a living example of that. So thank you so much.
0: And Heidi and I want to thank you all for joining us on this show today and keep keep it up and keep your spirit and this grief and and growth and heidi and i always want to remind you that if you've lost hope please lean on ours until you find your own and god bless
1: i'm dr heidi horsley you have been listening to open to hope the podcast you can follow open to hope on facebook instagram and twitter
0: to learn more visit us at opentohope.com and go to apple podcasts to subscribe i'm dr gloria horsley Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.